What up, y'all? We're back. It's your boy, Goaty. We got another great episode for you tonight with my good buddy, Cole Wilcox. Fun fact, actually born in Chattanooga, as was our boy, Tay Rattledge. We got a cool episode tonight. Uh, went to UGA, played baseball here at UGA, and actually turned down a first-round deal at high school to the MLB. Later gets drafted in the third round and signs the biggest recorded signing bonus in the third round in MLB draft history. We talk all things from favorite sunflower seeds, uh, injuries, and his journey through that process and where he's at right now. And we all actually are also going to do a special signed ball giveaway. Bang. Hiya. Uh, it's a Georgia ball with Coles, John Hancock on it. In order to be in the drawing for the signed baseball giveaway from a future big league baller, uh, you got to be following us on all social medias and also subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as comment on this week's episode. And Athens got them boys playing pretty good ball. Anyway, I love you, son. Go dogs. Okay, so in the Georgia, like I'm on the Georgia line, like not actually in Chattanooga, but it's the last exit in Georgia. Then it's Chattanooga. It's like the Ringgold area. Yeah, Ringgold. So Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that that right there. So that's right there. No, yeah, Chickamauga. yeah, Chickamauga, Ringgold. Connect. How long did you live in Chattanooga for? Four years, but. It, I was born in Emory, which is in Chattanooga, but it was like I lived right outside in Athens, Tennessee, mm-hmm. right in the middle of nowhere. Yep. And just a big Athens guy. Uh, yeah. Just the Athens, baby. Couldn't get out of it. Okay. A-town. A-town. Uh, fun fact, too, uh, Dom's dad actually owned part of the Chattanooga Lookouts for a little bit. Really? Yeah, Blaylock, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, for a couple years. How do you own a minor league team? use? He just he bought part of the share, and he was a part of So you don't have to be affiliated with the MLB team at all. Because mm. I know Bill Murray on the team that I was on. Right. Yeah, he just come chill in the dugout sometimes. That's awesome. And nobody said a word. Like, it's just it's Bill so Murray, awesome. so you're just like, all right, what's up? That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I remember we – so we went to uh, we went to Omaha as a team my 13-year year. Yeah. And we drove all the way there. So we went through Chattanooga, stopped, and he had us, like, a box for us. And, That's like, it. Tons of food. The stadium yeah. was empty, but it was fun. Yeah. Stadium's kind of a dump. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah, the playing field's even worse. We used to play there at one game in high school, and we'd all be excited about it. Or middle school, really. I'll be excited about it, and then it's like – You get there. It's like edge of a cliff. So, like, everybody in those area had that one game where they played up there. We played – everybody in our area had one game where they played in the Rome Bridge Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, usually we played Gordon Lee there and some other teams, but always won. We played in Gwinnett, I think. Stripers. That's nice. Yeah, it was a good place. It was a good place. Yeah, it was a great place. We lost the one time we played there, fifteen to fourteen. Baseball, Dang. definitely baseball. Yeah, unbelievable putting up football numbers, but fifteen fourteen baby. All right, so tell us a little bit about what's going on with the old. Uh, so originally you started a podcast called Diamonds in the Rough. Mm-hmm. Is that still going, or is that? It's taking a break. Um, that was kind of a rehab project. So we were both hurt, and we had so much like, I don't know. You've been hurt, so you've rehabbed. I don't know what your schedule was like, but. It was, I was home by noon every single day. And so. That's what Chili, Chili says. Yeah, like, yeah. Nothing. Miserable. He plays, I wish. He played me in the show online the other day and his team's like all 99. And I'm just like. It's miserable. Like, you can't, I mean. That's all so, it was. We're so like. We got home at like seven because they wouldn't let me leave practice. They were like, you're going to go yeah, sit in the weight room and sit there because you can't walk. <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, yeah, I'd get home, stay up until like three playing video games because I'd be like, oh, I don't have that energy for anything tomorrow. Your drive is down. <laughs> Your motivation is down. Very down. And so we're like, we need something to do. And 
So we, we cranked it up, and it was awesome. Like, we had a good time, met a lot of good people. Uh, and, like, Adam Wainwright came on, like, Mark Appel, like, a bunch of dudes that you always heard about and got to talk to them. So it was cool. But, now he had a kid. My co-host had a kid. So priorities were a little, a little different. Um, and then we both started playing again. When we both started playing again, like, the minor league schedule was brutal. And it was impossible to, like, line up guests and stuff. And so we're like, all right, let's just take a break and chill. If it starts back up, it starts back up. But we had a good a, time with it. That's a heck of a name, Diamonds of the Rough. Dude, yeah, it. it took a long time. I mean, there was there were some names being thrown around because we were, we were playing it in the locker room and stuff. And, and Schnell, my, my co-host, he wanted to do minor league or yeah, I think minor league funny stories and make it MILF. Oh, <laughs> MILF or the T-shirts. And I said, Schnell, I can't walk into church back home if I if I sell shirts that have MILF. Oh, that's at cool. all. Like I, I can't do that. I can't look the preacher in the face, you know. So. We didn't do that, but it would have been good. It would have been going. What'd so, you would you hurt? TJ. TJ, man. At the Battle Scar here. Mm. Battle Scar got a big one. I uh, went to the doctor in LA and he's known for about a foot long scar. So battle testing. It's not if but when now for it is guys nuts. It's crazy. And it is such like a all right, you gotta get T J like do this and that, you'll be back in ten and a half months. It's crazy. Yeah, when, I, when I hurt my foot, they told me what they thought it was. I was like, a what? I had never heard I of it. I think I did the same thing when they announced your injury, actually. I, I was, was like, like, what is that? But now I hear it all the time. Oh, all the time. Like, Najee Harris just had it. Well, like, Travis Etienne was this freak. Yeah. Why is it named after that person? Uh, so, apparently, how it got named is. I love that you got this information. Oh, well, I had Research. questions about it. Like, right. when I got. Because I'd never heard of this thing. Like, Somebody like I told somebody and they're like you hurt your and Frank. I was like no, no, my Liz Frank. <laughs> so apparently there was some war, and people got like ran over by tanks. And the doctor's name that like figured out how to fix it, his name was Liz Frank. His last name was Liz Frank. How do you get run over by a tank and still have a foot left? I right don't there? know. Interesting. Tough guys back then, man. All right, so you went from Diamonds in the Rough. Now you got Baxter Street Boys. Even yeah. a better name. Yeah. Tell yeah, us how it kind of started and. Brooks and well, yeah. Them. So, so Jake Gordon, he's he's in law school here. A lot of you that probably listen follow Sports Talk Atlanta on Twitter. Um, constantly riling up Mets fans, and he works for Sports Talk Atlanta. Now, what other podcast? Probably a year and a half ago, uh, and it turns out he went to Northwest Whitfield, uh, and mm-hmm. so that's like they were in our region, and I didn't really know him. He was my age, but I didn't know. Him. I think I, I remember once he said that, but we became boys like Hawks, Falcons. Uh, Georgia, like all that, we we're always talking about sports, and we we're like, we need to crank up like a Georgia podcast. He's got a big following on Twitter. Um, I'd much rather talk about like Georgia sports because I've been on, I've been in the Twitter game for a long time. Georgia sports, followed all the pages. I didn't know much about baseball. I could never get that Twitter page going. Um, so the day we decided we were going to do it, Brooks calls me out of the blue. He's like, "Hey, you're all about starting a Georgia podcast," and I was like, "Yeah, actually, we just have like." So we got to talk in, and he wanted some more content on his YouTube page. And so he brought us over, and it's been great. Um, he's worked good with us. Uh, he had a good platform, obviously, and uh, it's been fun. That's awesome, dude. I yeah. love listening to those Twitter feed is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, the Twitter's, the Twitter's fun. That's we got, awesome. We got some people riled up today, but it's good. It's good. Y'all need to give it, dude. Y'all got to follow Twitter. Brooks also it's, tends it's, to shit on me a lot. Does he? <laughs> Offensive line guy. Offensive line guy. Fly back at him. Huh? Do you want to talk about that? Uh, no, Let's we probably need to cut that. How do you, how do you really feel? <laughs> oh, my God. I, so I hopped on his line. I was bored. I was laying in bed. And he was doing like his little film yeah. breakdown. And I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to watch it. 
first play. Well, we got Tate Rollins here getting beat across the face. Not, not surprised there. I was like, I was like, fuck this guy. Just, just ended it. Yeah. No, he's he's hit it good though. Like, oh yeah, he does a great. Like what? He found a market that like no one's ever been in. Like just public film breakdown. Because you know most people who watch football, even people who have played football to an extent, like high school, don't fully understand like to yeah. y'all's level what y'all do is a complex sport. And like he just breaks it down, and people are just. Mind blown by it, and yeah. so they they eat it up. And He's definitely tapping into something. That, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. and I can tell like the way he does it, he can thrive in that. He yeah, like, enjoys yeah, it. yeah, he does. He but does. then again, I know the plays, and like of course, like he knows what we're trying to do, but not exactly. And I watch something like. Actually, he's right. You're wrong. Just right, <laughs> and it just like bothers me because I know what we're supposed to be doing, and he's kind of making assumptions and then kind of not making assumptions, but. Mm-hmm. He'll always like I don't know I mean he's got ends with with some people on, on the team somehow. Yeah, how does he get that film? I don't know. He does the TV version, does he not? No, he, doesn't. he gets all twenty two somehow. He got... like this week he didn't have it for a while, um, and he was freaking out. But but he he'll always like check in like was this right? Was I was I breaking down this right? And sometimes they're like nah, not really. So no, I've goes seen on a couple of them. He does a pretty good job. Yeah, he does a good yeah. job. And then like he also on the other side of me getting shit on on there. He also like takes up for us sometimes. He's like, hundred percent. Like, this is a hard ass block. Like, not every like that's a hard block. Like, you you can't get mad at him for not making that. This, that, and the other. So I, I feel for him here and there. Yep, for sure. All right, so we're in transition. We got a feature on here called the fist pump feature of the week. Okay. So you think about you get thinking of it, big boys. So think about <laughs> our our kind of segue for it is uh, Tiger Woods sinking a putt. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh. A little fist pump. Classic. So it's a moment in the week that was worthy of a fist pump. Uh, whether it be, I mean, one episode for me, okay. it was finding two do- or two uh, Oreos left in the bag when I thought it was empty. Uh, for him, it was finding out that his truck drives itself last week. We wow. did a little. We did a little guest Un- appearance. Unbelievable! It was like the freakiest thing ever. Like driving down the interstate. How? So and I do cruise control, and it starts driving itself. It's like auto engaged. Like, did you have to have your hand on the wheel or not? No, no, not at all. And it's like an update. I didn't know your truck updates like your phone, but oh, apparently it does. Oh, so now it drives itself. There's a lady in our building That's who um, just got a, uh, a 2022 Ford. And I asked her, I was like, hey, do you know it drives itself? She's like, oh yeah. And I was like, wow, okay. And she's, she's a little older. And I was like, good for you, girl. Let's Not gonna lie, it's That's wild. I told her, I asked her, I was like, would you trust it enough to like fall asleep? And she was like, oh no, no chance. And I was no like, chance. Yeah, no no, have you seen their, um, like the brand new Tesla draw up of like their SUV that has like it's self driving, but then it can turn around like your seats can turn around to a table for the rest of the car. What? Have you seen this? No, dude, it's unbelievable. You said what? It's, so the car drives itself, and for the two front seats, the driver and the passenger, the seats can rotate around to see the back of the car, and there's like a table that pops yeah, up no for everybody to sit around. No shot. I'm Can you imagine there. driving down the road and looking to the person next to you and they're like backward, just, like you know, playing chess or something? Like, Golly, no. a little road rage, you throw the window down to give the bird, there's nobody there. It's like, what is going on? I feel like that'd be a heck of a lawsuit, bro. Something happened to you oh, and dude. you're turned around on a table. Going 75 down. Like 75. There's got to be something. If you're alive to file a lawsuit, yeah. <laughs> there has to be something there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anybody have theirs? We'll I see. got mine. Okay, take so big shoot. Lulu guy, We're Lulu like button. enthusiast. <laughs> As we've established on here, um, yeah, big Lulu guy. Going to Lulu the other day, gonna do some shopping, whatever. 
Um, some shorts because that's all I can wear there because they don't make three X's in. That is tough. Upper, uh, upper size, but once they do, my bank account's gonna be hurting bad. It's gonna be a bad deal. Uh, so I've been there. I call Annabelle. Like, hey, I'm about to about to buy some shorts. Blah blah blah. Whatever. She's like, oh, I put that gift card in your wallet uh, from the the shirt I returned from you. Hundred and twenty dollars on it. I was like, oh, oh baby. <laughs> That's nice. Casually what? just pick up two more pairs of shorts. That's no nice. No way. Dude, that's gold. It's great. That's, that's nice. That's a good feeling right there. It was phenomenal. Big time. I got Good one. what you got? Get I got one. Yeah, this, this actually is fitting. So this week come up, um, some of the other pro guys are here, and we're going to work out. They're staying all offseason. I'm just coming up for the week. Well, we're going to play some golf, and I hit a PR. Um, and I'm not very good at golf, very inconsistent, like – like I, like I just told you, I got the shanks a little bit right now. Uh, but earlier in the week, it was one of those where you know you go and you're like, man, I'm hitting my irons good today. And then your driver sucks. And then the next day your driver's great and you're like, my irons suck. Like, I wonder what happened if I put all this together. <laughs> and it happened. It happened on Tuesday. Um, so the heavens opened up. Shot 36 on the front Ooh. with an eagle. An eagle. And it's one of those where usually you hit an eagle and it's not. It's, you're having a bad round. It's like, oh, I got an eagle that I can come back. So it happened on a good round, 36, ended up with a 79, with an 8 wow. on 18. With an 8, a snowman on 18. Blew it, brother. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah, I knew what I needed to stay under 80. Because my, my lowest before that was like 84. So it was huge. And then the next two days, I, I, don't, I haven't even finished holes. It's been bad. It's been bad off. But I have that. Dude, that's awesome. That. That's gold. I would kill to shoot a 70. I would it was kill awesome. to play golf right now. It was awesome. I haven't even. I knew though it's, it was gonna go downhill after that, so I had to expect it. Every time I walk out of my garage, my clubs are just in the corner calling my name. I feel the whispers, dude. <laughs> Golf I just pisses me off. It's, it's I'm too competitive to like get out there and have some sunflower seeds, which we'll talk about a little later. Maybe a couple brewskis. Oh, just pisses me off. Hang on, the boys get a speaker. I mean, you can't. I mean, there's nothing else. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. I'm just too competitive to go out there and suck at something. Like it just. I didn't have fun today. And I was with some good guys and just did not have fun. Like last time I played, I shanked the driver. And I was hot with my driver that whole day. Just And I shanked one and just like threw it, head popped off. I was like, yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. It's a sign. Yeah. Uh, my fist pump feature of the week is any of y'all watching House of Dragon? Yeah. yeah. So I just started rewatching Game of Thrones. I watched two and a half seasons in a matter of six days. Wow. In love with it again, dude. It's, wow. it's me and Payne Walker. Shout out Payne Longstaff for the boys. He's on his fifth time watching it again with me, and I'm on my second. And it's just, I forgot how good it is. What you got to have the dragon just, so far? You said how long in, in six days? How much in six days? What's today? Thursday? Last Wednesday? Yeah, and how, so how much have you watched? 23 episodes. God. That's all I said at 2 a.m. I'm just laying in bed. Well, I say that's bad. My roommate, 2K, came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, I don't want to hear it. I, I don't, I'm not on it that much. I'm on it when I get home Personal and I go to bed. Is. Uh, is my roommate, he has 11 days played on that game. And it just came out like a month ago. Not even. That's crazy. Like, it, it's bad. Uh, like, you asked my, my, my yeah, take. Yeah, you got to have to drag. Mm. You don't like it? Okay, so I, I, I thought it was it, it's slow. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just oddly so. And then I went back, and when we started watching Game of Thrones again, it's it's right. eerily similar to the Game of Thrones first yeah, season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say the last the last episode, the last five minutes was legit, but mm-hmm. it was brutal. Never watched Game of Thrones. Really? Is that a spider? I've, 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 I've started it. it. I just 
can't finish. Okay, here's TV a, shows. Okay, uh, I want his. I want your take on Except for House of Dragons. I'm gonna kind of pivot here. Mm-hmm. Give us, give us a little something. What do you like? You like it? Don't like it? Good. Yeah, bad. I, I really disagree with you. I really do. I think you it's great. I, I think no, 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 you no, don't I think it's good. It's, oh, okay, you just don't. So this is why I think it's like really good. Is because coming off of the season that we had, the last agreed. season. Of Game of Thrones, very, it's very like agreed. I just want to get back to like what Game of Thrones very is, thought out. and this is like I feel like this is Game of Thrones again. I agree. Politics, Dude. all that. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love it. I've been in, all in. Oh, yeah. we have a watch party in my house every Sunday night. I, I love it. And you're right. Compared to the last season of Game of Thrones, oh. just rushed. It, it's like the ultimate letdown in TV history. I'll tell you what, dude. Our this is a good story. So my freshman year. I mean, dude, so the, new, the last season came out, my, my first semester freshman year, I came early, it was the spring of 19. So, uh, came in, bonded well with like Charlie Warner and Jake and a couple of people. And so, uh, spontaneously, so there was the bike race, with, uh, Twilight, is that what it's called? Yeah. So we had the Twilight on a Friday night. We're out here probably till, I don't know how late it was. Spontaneously, they were like, Talladega's tomorrow. Let's go to Talladega. Went back to the boys' house, slept for two hours, get up, haul it to Alabama, stay all day for Talladega, have a blast, drive home. No, so it was Sunday. So Saturday night was Twilight. Drive home Sunday night, make it in time for the season premiere of Game of Thrones, and it was the most disappointing episode ever. Ever. But it was an unbelievable weekend. But the weekend before that it was just... Unbelievable. It's like an Eric Church song. Oh, dude, I mean, you could write song. You could, yeah. I mean, that's a campfire song for the boys right there. Talladega, maybe. Talladega. I've never been to Talladega. Electric. Is it? Electric. So it's all it's all cracked up to be? Oh, dude. It's, I mean, you look to your right and your left, and there's just people as far as you can see. You can Love bring it. in your own drinks, your own like coolers, everything. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Fire Flavor is a local Athens company that loves supporting the dogs. Founded by UGA alumni Davis and Jenna Knox, this company is your go-to resource for all things grilling. They got dry rubs, barbecue pellets, charcoal, and the new and innovative Hero Portable Grill. Fire and Flavor gets it done. And find their products at fireandflavor.com or at your local Striplings, Publix, or Lowe's Home Improvement. Use their code TAILGATE, that's TAILGATE, for 25% off on their website. Again, their website is fireandflavor.com. Use the code TAILGATE for 25% off. Talladega's The best part is tailgating all day. Like, we got there at 8 a.m. and just had a blast all day. That's so much fun. I wouldn't have made it to the race. Oh, I fell asleep. <laughs> I like those There's videos of me and my cowboy hat like this for like 25 laps. I don't know if I thrive in that environment. Oh, I'm so ready to go home, but it was a blast. Yeah. All right, so uh, you were a projected first-round draft pick out of high school, correct? What made you, like, because I remember that was, that was big news for um, Kenny and straight to get you here. What was kind of that path for you and – that decision, what was that like? Oh, I mean, part of me always wanted to come here. Uh, and so that, that definitely was a decision. And, you know, I had good representation in terms of my agency and stuff with, with the Boys Corp. And they they kind of laid it all out for me, numbers-wise. Like, hey, this is – you get this amount, like, here's your – here's the odds to get to the big leagues, like, stuff like that. So we kind of came up with a number, and it was like, we need this, we need this number solid because we're not going to entertain anything less than that, like – if they hit this number, you're gone. And so that, I set the number, and I was good with it. I was content with it. And it, it never – I don't think anything really got close to that. So 
and it was a loaded draft class. Like I kind of knew going in when I set that number, it was it was not going to happen. There was like one spot. It was like the Royals at like 16. I was like maybe, and then Brady Singer fell. He was supposed to be like a top five pick, and he fell to 16, and they took him. And it was like all right, pretty good pick. And so then it was like woke up the next day, and it's kind of over, and on to college. Dude, that's, explain a little bit how the, the, the baseball draft kind of differs from NFL and how you can – It's like obviously I've never been through the NFL draft, so I can't, I can't speak to everything that goes on. But what I do know in the NFL draft, more times than not, the best player gets taken mm-hmm. first, and then the next best player gets taken second. And in baseball, it's just not like that. Like They, they get a, a certain amount of money they can spend in ten rounds. And so they're always trying to manipulate – how much money they spend so they can save more and, and maybe sign sign somebody later that wanted first round money didn't get it now they have enough in the third round to sign it. and so it's just constantly like you're they're working deals they're trying to get the best deal and and it's just constant negotiating throughout the whole entire thing um, and it is stressful i could imagine being an agent doing this all oh. but they it, it is it's a different world and like people are always asking before you go in like hey what are you hearing from teams Nothing. Like, I, I haven't heard anything personally. I have no idea where I'm going to go. So it's just, it's a stressful time. I don't, I'm glad I'm done with it. I'll never forget. So the year you got drafted, after the first like round and a half were over, I think me and Will and Buddy were all hanging out watching it. And we were like, all right, old Cole's coming back, baby. We're going to have a year. <laughs> yeah, I round, thought I was round, too. Round three comes along and you get drafted by the Padres, setting the record for the biggest signing bonus in third round history. Was, what was that roller coaster like? Well, that draft was even worse because it was only five rounds. Fresh off COVID, five rounds. Um, I forget how much money they had, the teams had. So, I and I didn't even recognize some of the guys going in the first round. That was always nuts. And I was like, because I, I mean, I played with most of these guys. Like some of the high schoolers I didn't know, but some of the college guys I didn't even know. And so I'm sitting there thinking, what is going on? End of, end of the first round, I was projected like 20th, 22nd. I even got a call. Um, from my agent, like, hey, the Nationals are taking you at 22. Um, they got you. They got you for three mil, a little over slot, uh, and and we're good. Just stay on this phone, like it's done. My like, hot oh, sweet. And so I'm sitting there waiting on it, hearts pumping, obviously. And I hear some things going on in the background, kind of like some scrambling. He's like, I think they're going a different direction. Let me call you back. Hangs up. Don't hear from him. Don't hear from him for a while. And he calls me back. He's like, they they pivoted to. Cade Cavalli, who made his debut this year. Um, and they're like, I don't, we don't really know what happened. Uh, we'll, we'll call you later on. And so my dad's very upset. A lot of people were upset. Uh, and you just don't know what goes on behind the scenes. That, you're kind of just left sitting in the dark. And so you really have to trust the people who you're with. And I do. So I called, I'm sitting there the next day. I wake up, kind of thought about some things. And I had another number set. And I'm like, at some point, we got to go. Like, I'm not going to make the big league sitting here in college. And I call my agent and I'm like, hey, is, it, is this a real possibility I can get what I want? And he said, yeah, I was just about to call you. Uh, we got off the phone with some teams. There's a lot of money still left in the draft. Uh, a lot of people are taking under slot, which is with, with the slot value is what is projected for that pick. And so a team can take under that and they have that much more money left. And so that's why these people I didn't really know were getting picked. And then there was kind of a bidding war in the third. And this was before that day even started. It was day two, which was second, third, and fourth round. And the Padres said they would take me with pick 80. But they had a second-round pick. And so I'm like, why, why would they not take me with a second-round pick? 
And they said, well, they need that pick to save money to get to you in the third. He said, the only thing that we got to worry about here is if someone takes you early without asking us mm. and then just kind of holds you hostage. So it was a completely different experience because I'm sitting there hoping my name doesn't get called from pick 38, I guess, to 80. That's a first. Yeah. I'm sitting there like hoping, like, oh, please don't call my name. Because the deal was done at 80. The deal was done. And so I'm just sitting there waiting. I'm like, come on, come on. It was the longest two hours. Yeah, that's almost longer waiting for you uh, not to be called than it is. It was terrible. To be called. It was terrible. Yeah, because there's teams that, this, that is notorious for doing it. Some of my buddies have gotten taken before. Um, JT Ginn, when we were in high school, he, he thought the draft was over, and he's packing up all his stuff, and the Dodgers just drafted him in the first round. He had no idea. They didn't call him nothing. Take him. And he didn't sign. He went to Mississippi State. But he was there at Hall of Fame. He was like, did you say your name? So, they were like, so he's trying to call Zay to figure out what's going on. So it, it, it's not like it's unheard of. It was like, that was like a guy, old Johnny Cannon, that got drafted this year yeah. with the White Sox. Had a deal done for a couple of picks later, and then gets drafted for 400000 500000 less than. Yeah, it, it's bad business, man. It really is. And it, it creates it's, a bad relationship. Like, how, yeah. do you, how do you have trust after that? It, it's, it, it's weird. And. and it's tough, though, because you never see those people that are making the deals. Like, when you're playing and stuff, it's it's coaches, managers, players. Like, they have nothing to do with that. And so you, you don't know who to be mad at because you're not around any of them. That's crazy. That's so different, dude. That's so it's nuts. It, it really – that the whole experience is nuts. And it's like, well, well, people just have so many questions going in, and you have no answers. Like, I really don't That's know. That's a whole lot different than the way the NFL draft goes. so different. But, like, you were saying, like, with people you've never heard of going, like, this year there was a – Two offensive linemen go first round. One was from UTC. From UTC, yeah. And then one was from Northern and Illinois. And he's playing well. And that one from Northern Illinois was a dog. Trevor Penning. Really? Oh, my God. Yeah. He went to Me the too. Senior Bowl and was just bullying kids. Really? Like, like a 6'8 tackle, right? And then, mm-hmm. yeah. and then got kicked out of, like, three fall camp practices for starting fights. <laughs> yeah. Just pissing, just pissing people off. Yeah. I mean, he was a dog. He showed up and, like, he was like, I got something to prove. And he, he proved it. He Dude, took that's one awesome. Of, he took an uh, – Ohio State defensive end, picked him up and just dumped him and then, like, went down and pressed his helmet on the turf. Guy got up, started trying to fight him, and guy just looked at him, just walked off. I was like, this is crazy. That's awesome. Made a statement. I love dudes like that. Golly, dude, that's so lit. All right, so you get to Georgia. Talk a little bit about what it was like pitching with Big E, uh, who went 1-3, right? You went sixth overall to the Mariners. 1-6, So having you two was Powerhouse, talk about what that was kind of like, and then also hit on kind of the roller coaster of how COVID happened, and you guys, yeah, season got cut cut short a lot. Yeah, so Emerson, I mean, Emerson's like, you know, he's one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. Like he's just down to earth. Like he was a great guy for me to come in and really learn from. Works hard, does everything the right way, and so it was perfect for me. We were competitive with each other, but we're best friends, and. Like we never really talked about it much, you know, because that was kind of the hype going into 2020. Was we had me and him. Um, and then we had Ryan Webb on the back half, who a lot of people didn't talk about, but I mean, he was just as good in terms of stuff. And so, like, we we really enjoyed being like the the guys at the top of the, of the rotation. Uh, we never talked about it until after the season was over, but like we and I think the team kind of fed off of it too. Like we knew when we rolled in somewhere, like we were not going to get outpitched. And I think the team kind of built off that confidence, especially on the weekends. Like we were struggling in the midweeks that year, but on the weekends we just took care of business. And yeah, to have that season in was tough. Uh, there's a lot of guys who, especially older guys, who put in a lot of work, decided to come back that year. And to see that season in like that was it was brutal. Um, and 
obviously everybody laying on their feet and stuff. But I would have loved to see that season finish out because I felt like we had had some dues of, to get it done. In my opinion, if that season finishes out, Strick has a lifetime contract with the University of Georgia. It was we should have got it done in nineteen. In all honesty, I, I think our team in nineteen was better than in twenty twenty. Really? Yeah. What do you because, think? What do you think the 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 challenge, like, what was the uh, obstacle letting you guys get over the hump of a regional to a super? Like, what was the um, the regional's so weird. Like, I felt like we talked about that today, actually. We were eating breakfast. Um, and we stand by the fact that in a three-game series, no one was beating us. We beat Vandy in a three-game series that year who won it all. It's just three-game series, you can really structure it out, and pitching usually wins. And we didn't feel like anybody could outpitch us. And in a regional, it's just different. Like, it's a double elimination tournament. And the teams that get hot hitting at the right time are the teams that go. And we had Florida State, Mike Martin as last year, who's coached for 40-something years. They just had – they had something special going. You can even talk to the guys on the team. And they were like, we were bad all year. They were the last team in the tournament. And they just got going, and they couldn't be stopped. They hit everything. And it was just one of those things where I don't, I don't know if anyone would have beat them in the country that week. And so it, it sucks to run into a buzzsaw like that. But um, – yeah, I would. I would wish we could go back because I mean, our midweek went in the fourth round. Tim Elliott, he was a, he was pitched on midweeks for us. He went in the fourth round. That's crazy. Yeah, I'll never forget. So, uh, one of my good family friends is Elijah Cabell, played for Florida yeah. State, and we were hitting in the cages that week. And he was like, "Dude, we have been awful all year, but we're rolling right now." Rolling. And I was like, "Yeah, right. Like, we're, no way you take us out of this regional right here." And sure enough, then they went just, to LSU and swept them in yeah, a super. Unbelievable. Yeah, they got hot. Uh, they, but they they had the talent. It wasn't like they were just some team that got hot and magically made it. Like yeah. they were, they had just underplayed all year. Like they had really, really good dudes, and like the guy that pitched against us, CJ Van Eyck, he's a first rounder. Um, their their Friday night guy was is he's in AAA now. Like they had guys. It was really? just it was, they all it all came together at once. Came together at once with a storyline of it could be the good exactly. Last year. It's exactly. All just, I mean, it's just yeah, exactly it was what. tough. Um. Okay, so talk about a little bit. So you got drafted by the Padres, and now you're with the Rays. Kind of talk about where you're at right now. How you feel? Just come back from TJ. Yeah, feeling good. Um, had Tommy John surgery in September, uh, so it, it worked. The timing worked out well. I was able to kind of just take the off season, let it rest, just work out, no throwing. Come back in January, start throwing a little bit again, and got to throw 20 innings on the back half of this year. Let's go. Uh, I didn't think I'd be able to throw this year, so when I got back and saw my program, it kind of gave me something to work towards. Uh, it's a different feeling. Like, it's not – they say you start feeling 100% 16 to 18 months. And I was pitching at 10 and a half. So, that's, there's still some time. Still some time and, like – Jeez, son. I would feel really good the first inning. And then I'd come back in the dugout, sit, go back out for the second. And it was like I wasn't even loose. It was like, this thing's going to have to get going mm-hmm. now. Like, I ain't got to die. There's a pitch clock now in the minor leagues, too. And it's like, you better go. <laughs> so, that was the hardest part. The below would just drop, uh, hoping that – off, a full off season, my first healthy full off season in pro ball, and just get some things right and come back next year, hopefully, and, and get rolling. But where'd you finish your? Uh... They sent me back to uh, Charleston. Okay. I was in Charleston, back to back champs. Let's go, so, baby. Yeah, I got to pitch. That was when like it was like all the work was been worth it. Uh, we had a meeting at the end of the year when we we're going to the playoffs, and I got to come in and the co- the manager and the pitching coach were like trying to. Uh, strategize where I was going to pitch in the playoffs, and I got game one of the championship series. 
and it was like, this is way better than meeting with the trainers. Oh, trainers about my, my what I'm going to do this week for yeah. my rehab. So that was yeah. that was cool. Oh, dude, that's a good feeling. Yeah. What was it like for you to come back this year? Because well, I mean, dude, because your 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 journey was a little bit longer than it should have been, and a little bit windier. Yeah. Can't talk about that a little bit. So I get hurt the fourth play of the Clemson game, yeah. and. I don't know what it is. I just know my foot feels like it's in half. Like, I literally look at our right – like, it hurt – it happened the second play, actually. I look at our right tackle. One of us was I said, Warren, like, my foot's broken. He was like – he just looked at me and said, okay. Like, looked away. He said – he looked back and he said, hold on, your foot's broken? I was like, yeah, I'm standing there, like, on my left foot just, like, balancing because I couldn't put weight on it. And next thing I know, they're calling a play. Like, I haven't processed, like, oh, shit, like, I'm hurt. Like, I need to get off the field. Yeah. So, I – Brian Breezy. Yeah, I was about to, to say, me. those aren't guys you want to block when yeah. your foot's hurting. Either. Brian Breezy looks at me. He's like, Those are guys you want to block when you're healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Breezy looks at me. He's like, Are you good? I'm like, Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and so they're calling a play. I'm like, Oh shit. So I get down and I get it blocked, but like, not like what I needed to. I got knocked like four yards in the backfield, but like, I couldn't do anything about that. And then the next play, of course, we go no huddle and we're going. Oh. It was a fastball. So I'm like, well, shit, here we go again. And then we go on to Schaefer jumps. I look at Coach Luke. I'm like, get me out of here. I go over. I'm like, take this up, take this up. I go back in. I'm like, no, no. We, like, we got to look at it. They cut my spat off, take my cleat off. My foot looks like a football. I'm like, this isn't good. So we go in. And I'm like, so like, what is it? They're like, uh, Liz Frank. I was like, huh? And I was like, so like a month, like like a couple weeks. Like, what are you thinking? Like, uh, 9 to 12. I, was, I threw up fit like took my helmet threw it up against the wall like shoulder pads off through them connor or Chandler, like had to grab me and like sit me down he was like you're good like just sit down just calm down so whatever i get surgery the wednesday after the game i'm immobile on a knee scooter for 10 weeks it's a big boy on a scooter <laughs> that was horrible horrible that's I, mean, I fell off that thing a couple times thought i about died Taking a shower was the worst part. Oh. So I had, a, I had a shower with like a door in our in our house. So I'd literally grab on like the top of the shower, like just hop in. Can I believe the wall? I had like a little, I had like a little stool in there. That was like a 360 stool, so I could like spin around yeah. in the shower. <laughs> I had, had to wear there. this, had to wear this thing over that cat. Like you can still tell my calf's tiny on this leg. Um, I had to wear like a, I called it a foot condom, like to cover that cast mm-hmm. every time I got in there. I had the little blue thing, it was like blue. Like, yeah. 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 So whatever. Get through that, and I start walking again. Like when I first started walking again, it felt like I literally had to learn how to walk again. Like I, they were like, "Okay, you can walk now." I was like, like, like feeling myself because like I still couldn't feel my foot at the time. So I like had to look where I was walking. And then that goes on, and they're like, "Okay, well now you have to have a second surgery." So then some three hundred pound person pushing around other three hundred, uh, three hundred pound men. They're like, "You have to have a second surgery." Because Which you didn't think you were going to ever have to have. Uh, it was a possibility, but unlikely. And then my, like, whatever bone that they were trying to keep apart, keep together, when they took the screw out, it started spreading again. So that wasn't good. So they were like, okay, we got to go ahead and put a tightrope in. So go ahead and put a tightrope in. I'm immobile for six more weeks on the new scooter. Second time was better than the first time because I had some experience. I called myself a vet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> the scooter, no joke, dude. I fell on one outside the stick. When I rolled my ankle up, horrible. You can't. I mean, if you hit a crack, like, they're shaking. Before. Like I, yeah, I, it's, it's like slow mo. Like, like cracks in the sidewalk, you're, you're shaking. I, I, my knee was callous from being on it for so long. 
Um, so get that second surgery, mow for six weeks, and then they're like, okay, can't run for another six weeks. So all I'm doing is building calf strength, foot flexibility. My foot's still not flexible at all. Like that's as far as I can push it out, as far as I can bring it up. Where is the actual injury at? Right there. Right it's the like the ligament that like basically holds your foot together. And like as soon as I told them I felt like my foot was in half, they knew what it was. Because that's apparently like what, exactly what it feels like every time it happens. Mm -hmm. And so that goes on. Start running. Foot, it's just horrible. Like overcompensating for this and hurting stuff in my left leg just from overcompensating. Awful. Like I had a, like a sprained uh, hip flexor, every team run we went through, foot was killing me the whole time. Finally got a little comfortable on it. And then we started fall camp and that confidence on this foot just left. Like started blocking, it was like, I was scared to put it behind me to sit down a bull rush. And then one day I did it. Like, that, cause that's how I heard it, sitting down a bull rush. Just stuck it behind me and sat down a bull rush. I was like, okay. Like, I can do this now. Like, it just took once of me just accidentally sitting, uh, putting it behind me to stop it. Yeah. And then we could just keep practicing, and then, like, you're finally out there again. And I'm like, shit, let's just make it past four plays this time. <laughs> and, yeah. like, first touchdown we scored against the Oregon, I just, like, start crying. Like, I was like, holy shit, like, I'm actually back now. Like, this is great. It was a great feeling. That's but awesome. It dude. was it was tough. a long journey, bro. That that mental hurdle is real. Kid, when he oh, comes rehab, like dude. you, I mean, that's the harder than physical, really. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I tried to I tried to go without surgery for a while because uh, I tore my flexor in the game. It wasn't like I just popped my elbow. I tore my flexor, and the MRI showed that my UCL was torn. But I kind of been protecting it for a while. And they're like, all right, let's just rehab it. No surgery. And I'm, I'm throwing after six weeks of rest, and I can just feel like it's not right. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll never be able to pitch right or pitch well knowing in, in my mind like I'm not healthy. So once I got the surgery and I came back throwing, it's like I knew I was healthy. And that's why I kept telling myself, like, it's fixed, you're good, like, throw the ball. But it's still, like, still, you, you got that feeling in your mind where you remember when it happened, when you got hurt the first time, and it's like, I don't want that. Yeah, you get, that's, uh, almost, it's almost harder to get over, the, like you said, the mental hurdle than it is the physical rehab. No doubt. It like takes it, longer. To... It screws me up all the time. Like, cause in this, in my mind, like I'm still thinking about this foot. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get myself in bad positions blocking just cause like, I'm like, oh, it's about to get stepped on and I move it. Yeah. Like just instinctively. Yeah. Like if I think something's about to like land on this foot or do anything with this foot, I move it. And if, even if it's not about to happen, I move it. It's just instinct now. Like, I just try to protect, like, overprotect well, like, it. And when you get hurt, too, like, not with the coaches in this way, but, like, some places the coaches are like, you're fine, keep going. And it's like, no, like, something don't feel right. Like, just give me a little break. Mm -hmm. They were they were good with this because, like, when it started bothering me and I said something, they are like, okay, like, stop. Like, there's no need to, like, push this anymore because foot got fatigued really. He's like, I'd run a sprint and my foot was just, like, dying. Like, I don't know if, like, like, you get done doing, a, yeah. uh, like, a set of tennis squats. Like your legs are like dead. That's how my foot would feel. And I was like, I can't run on this anymore. And they'd be like, okay, stop. Dude, so we were playing spring ball and I sprained my MCL and I was out for like two and a half months. We were doing like an inside zone and I was blocking and the right tackle fell and like, yeah, the right tackle fell and I felt it pop and I was like, cause I've torn this ACL. So I felt it pop and I was like, oh no. Oh, yeah. And I fall down and cruise on the mic. Cody, get your ass up. You're okay, Cody, get your ass up. So I get up, I start hobbling. <laughs> Next play, the guy I'm blocking is Jalen Carter. I feel my knee wobble, and I'm like, mm. I'm going to tap him out. Yeah. I'm just walking out. Of the field. Oh, uh, this, I've, this foot has been, like, falling on 
like four times so far this season. I just like lay there. I'm like, oh shit. And then like somebody would help me up and I'll like like slowly start walking again. I'm like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but dude, like when you come back from something like that, like you said, like the Oregon game, like oh and for you for the yeah pitching that the game one, it's like, dude, like, let's go. Mm-hmm. It, was it was awesome. awesome. Yeah, this, this, is wow. pivot, this is a pivot, but I want to know because you mentioned talking to, to Breesy, uh, what what's the banner like offensive line, defensive line? Is it just com- like completely depend on the game, or is there any just, at all? It completely depends on the game. Like I'm not going to say anything. Like I don't care. Like I think yeah. it pisses people off when they try to talk to you. I mean, me and Brian are buddies. Yeah. Like Brian came down to stay with me, and he was like, he was like, uh, I was like, how's that shoulder or how's that knee doing? He's like, ah, oh, it's pretty good. I just had to have. Uh, Surgery on my shoulder. I was like, "Yep, karma's a bitch, isn't it?" <laughs> Dude, he started laughing. But yeah, me and him are good buddies. But if you know the guy, like, because recruiting classes, like, you know, right. you you got recruited with. It's it's fun, like, getting to go against those guys, and you got people you have no clue who they are that just run their mouth the whole game. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, that's usually how it is. Speaking of running your mouth, this past weekend we were in Missouri. Oh my god, I got a story. There. So there was so much leading up to it, and and. This is going to be on Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is not a guy you want to mess with. Uh, that's I, the would, last I, I would think not. The last dude. <laughs> so, we, you know how we run out of the tunnel where both teams run? Usually they run to opposite ends and you kind of, everybody gets on the end zone. Yeah. So, Missouri Stadium is set up to where you both run out the same way. So, we both run out the same way. So, we're in the same exact end zone. So, I run down there. There are, Missouri's already down there, the whole team's in the left side of the end zone. We're in the right side of the end zone. You got It's on the side with the M on the hill. And I, I'm like, like on my knee and my eyes are closed and I start hearing this ruckus and I'm like, what in the world? And next thing I know, I look at Joe Carter, Joe Carter's like walking right through, like right to all the Missouri players, helmet off, like talking. And next thing you know, there's like 14 red shirts that just come sprinting <laughs> down the field just to grab them. It's like our entire support staff uh-huh. just came hauling down. It was awesome. Yeah, and it was the same kid that started with him, this yeah. number 99. Uh, he stood me up on a run play and he was like, He's like, oh, you're an ass, blah, blah, blah. I was like, bro, you, you were bald in your college. I was like, you, you can't talk to me. And he, like, got so pissed off. Hold on. He looks like Coach Scott. Oh, that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull, let me pull this kid up. That game, that game was wild. Pull the ball card on somebody. That, I was like, I was like you were oh, that, that bald. That deep, dude. His name, is, his name is Realist George. The Realist. His, his Instagram is Hemi Turner. Hemi, Hemi Turner. He dang sure is. Wow. He dang sure is bald. <laughs> bald in college. That's him. <laughs> That's Emmy Turner. That's what you were saying. Oh, you unplugged the light. Oh, you got lights out. Lights out. So I can't feel that foot. I see. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling it right now. Oh. See you. I can't tell what to say. <laughs> It's been a week, boys. It's been an absolute week. It's been a week. Weston Wallace putting moves on, baby. I heard Randon was running scout team offense. Quarterback. 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 Yeah, that's Speed awesome. demon. Yeah. Tell me about it today. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Weston, so we got this kid, nose tackle. Big it was about 350. And that, and that's being lenient. Um, comes out, he like, just for the per. <laughs> We got a little Thursday night football action for y'all. Colts plus three. For like the first four weeks of the season, all he does is just bull rush us. And he's 350 pounds. So you're you're setting heavy knowing he's about to do it. A legit bull. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, and, it, and it's hard to sit down. So you're sit, sitting heavy. Well, today, he's, I see him coming around I'm like, oh, shit, I'm about to get bull rushed. So I sit heavy. He flips his hips and swipes my hands, and I just whiff. I was like, Coach Charles loses it. I was like, oh, All of us are sitting over there like, I was no like, way that just I was like, oh, my God. I looked at him. I was like, you got to stop that. Yeah. Oh, You've man. been saving that one. What's some policy, dude? All right, so pivot. We do another segment called Real Talk, Tear Talk. I've seen it on Twitter. Yep, so yeah. we're going to get a little debate going. We're going to go top three sunflower seeds. You're going to go from tier three, tier two, to tier one. Okay. You probably I'll don't start, choose. I'll start it off. You want to start it off? All right, give it to us. You can go. You got to go brand and flavor. I don't know the brands. All right. Well, for uh, us, that means that's a big problem. I know the flavors, though. Okay, go flavor. Three, pickle. Big no, fan of pickle. No pickle. Okay. Um, the two is probably barbecue. Okay. And number one is the jumbo buffalo ranch ones. Mm. That's number one for those me. Are good. They are. I like those. Amazing. Those are really good. I don't okay. know the brands. Me next. Mm-hmm. I'm sticking with David's. All three. No, that's the brand. Are you I'm kidding me? About. No, and, and here's why. No. Really, the only time we eat sunflower seeds is during baseball season, naturally. Uh, and goes up from the back, ranch barbecue, and there's nothing that tastes like baseball more than traditional sunflower seeds. When you have sunflower seeds in your mouth and they're traditional, you just know you're at a baseball field. No, at no yes, other point do you eat those. And yeah, that's my order. Ranch, David's. barbecue, traditional. I have a, a bone to pick with David's because every time I feel like I have David's in my mouth, when I split the seed, like I feel like the seed just crumbles. Really? Yeah, I've just never been able to, they're not my, it's not my go-to. Yeah, I like David's. David's. I like, I mean, I have, oh. I like, I eat all flavors, but, uh, yeah, David's is especially David's traditional barbecue and ranch. I can fluctuate, but traditional is where it's at. I'm gonna come in. So you went all David's. I'm going all Bigs. Mm-hmm. Going Bigs solid. three, Old Bay, money. Two, ranch. One, dill pickle. Have you had the Takis? With the Bigs Takis. Honorable ones? mention. They're pretty takis. good. They're pretty good. Dude, they're unbelievable. Yeah, I started getting. That. I thought they were gonna be like real hot, like real it's hot. It's almost more of like a sweet. But no, they're good. Like, they are really good. Speaking of seeds, though, the the gas station right next to Butts, in between that and Counting Tito's, yeah. you're talking about Circle K. Yeah, Un- is that Circle K? Circle K, whatever it is. Unbelievable amount of variety of seeds. Really, unbelievable. That's big time. Yeah, the only time I get seeds is during baseball season. I would agree. That's that. it. Or when I'm golfing. Maybe I miss playing baseball. I miss playing baseball. You I play in high school? I, I quit after my sophomore year, and it's the biggest regret I have. Really? Fun fact, I tried quitting football so end of sophomore year. Last year, I threw a one-hitter. Really? Yeah. He was like, give it one more year. I, was like, right. I didn't. I was like, because well, I played enough, travel like, ball growing up and just got so burnt out of it. And I was like, I yeah. just I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, some long summers. I didn't play one year. Oh, yeah. My summers you didn't do any growing summer. up. Did you pitch? When I, was, when I was 11, I didn't play baseball at all. I hated it. Really? Hated it. Needed the break. And then when I came back, it was one of my favorites. But yeah, basketball was my sport. That's what I wanted to play. Thought I was going to be yeah over over a thousand points in high school. I saw yeah, really? yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go. Ahead. I got some high school. Accolades. It's still the record actually, but I'm coaching basketball here to just fall or this winter. Really? But there's a freshman there. He was a freshman last year, sophomore. Now he's going to shadow. But really? they're standing for a little bit. Yeah. All right, he's so good. he's legitimately here's here's a few, I was just big. Here's a few <laughs> baseball and basketball accolades for your boy Cole Wilcox. Oh boy. 
Named 2018 Collegiate Baseball High School All-American, USA Today, All-USA all Georgia Baseball Team, 2018 Katusa County Male Athlete of the Year, Work Gaming Senior Baseball Player of the Year Award, Scrappy Moore Male Athlete of the Year, Best of Preps All-Star in Basketball, Averaged 18 a game with 11 rebounds, double-double in it. Wow. Double-double when I walk in the stream, baby. Dog. Uh, established school record for career strikeouts 162 after only three seasons, finished with 257. Named All State in 2016 through 2018, Region Pitcher of the Year and Region Player of the Year, PG All American, Under Armour All American, and then you got to tell us a little bit about this Team USA gold medalist. Hit on, hit, hit on that experience for us. That was fun. Um, I've done it twice now. The high school team, the high school team, pound for pound, so age group considering. I think was might have been the best baseball team ever assembled. Um, everybody on that team, I think, signed for over a million dollars. Did okay. Did, you or somebody on that team posted like a, a yeah. Excel sheet of everyone who some. I, it was a baseball American writer. Okay. Not long ago, dude. That was but unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, it was. And it wasn't like signing for like, you know, two hundred k. It was like dude was, signing for. I mean, three, there was five, four one, or five top ten picks, and then yeah, I mean, That's it was crazy. Kumar Rocker, Jared Kelnick, Ryan Weathers. Um, a bunch of people were in the league now. Alec Thomas, Bryce Terang, all first-round guys. Bobby Witt would have been on the team. He broke his thumb in tryouts. Mm-hmm. But it was – yeah, we, we ran through it. Ran through it that year. That's special. It was cool. Well, was, the only reason I know who Bobby Witt is is because I played the show and his, his card is cool. Fun fact. He's Someone on our team's sister is married – no. Someone on our team's brother is married to his sister. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's like, they're like brother-in-laws. Okay. Yeah, Bobby is, he's the real deal. I can't remember. But kids are freak. I remember when I went to East Coast Pro my junior season, uh, it was like Reese Hines, Bobby Witt. Mm-hmm. Reese was in the trials. He's, he's, good, he's a good mm-hmm. player. Bobby was just different, dude. And they yeah. had, you had Riley Green, like, Oh, dude! They yeah, were, those two those two guys were just different. The pitching staff was just nuts that year um, at the USA. I forgot Miss Matthew Libertor up with Jeez, the Cardinals dude. right now. Um, JT Ginn, Mason Dinneberg, uh, Ethan Hankins. Oh, Hanky, Kumar. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was Combined a wide signing spot. bonuses of over probably thirty five million dollars. <sighs> yeah, I mean, heck, Kumar and Kellenick alone got fifteen. Combined, so yeah, there was there was some money on that team, but it was fun. We we played Korea in the championship, and they were good. They were legitimately good. They just couldn't really handle. They hadn't seen that kind of velo, but their pitchers could spin it. Oh, like, yeah. it was a different type. Yeah. And so the velo kind of beat them, but in turn they could they got our guys out, and it was a, it was a really good lineup. Nolan Gorman, um, Tristan Casas, like we were loaded. But in college, I went back and we went to Japan, played them in a five game series. I went to five different parks in Japan each game, and you talk about you talk about a different environment. There was band playing, like no way. It was nuts. It was nuts, and they were nasty. USA has not won over there since like 80, 1980 in a five game series. What? We had them. We had them beat. We were up two one. I pitched the third game. Me and Reed Detmers combined no hitter against them. That's sick. We were up two to one, and they they won the last two games. Same guy for them pitched game one, three, and five. What? He was 90-91, and we heard he was up to six, and he was 90-91, just a nasty splitter. And we couldn't really hit him. And then game three, after they started two, 95-96 in the Tokyo Dome. 
He was nasty. So first game, he was just dogging it. This guy's like first and third. So this guy's arm's just indestructible. <laughs> I, I, I saw. I've seen some of the Japanese kids do some wild things with their arm on the mound. There's one kid in high school. That high school team would do against us. He was throwing well. We had a rain delay, a long rain delay, uh, and he started it. Came back out, threw 138 pitches. Finished in the bullpen and threw some more after he got pulled. And then a couple of days later, I saw him in a game pitching again. <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you seen the ESPN documentary on Japanese high school baseball? Uh-uh. Crazy. They run it like a military. Yeah. No, it's an obsession over there. And they can't – once they go to college, they have to go to four years. They have to go to four years of college, and then they have to play in their pro league for I don't know how long until they can come so to like the US. Yeah, so what's the, what's the, where's, the, where's the disconnect? Like, why is it not – why are they not coming over here and – they have to. It's they have to play in their league for a little bit. Like I remember Masahiro Tanaka, he needed like till he was like twenty six, I think. Then he got to come to the Yankees. Ichiro had over a thousand hits in the Japanese league, and he's a god over there. We went to the Hall of Fame there, god. But yeah, it's it's and they love it. They love baseball. I mean, the fans were out on our bus like we were the president rolling in. Just, That's awesome. Just waving and stuff. But it, it was a cool experience, and. They were nasty. I, some of them will be in that, that pitcher that pitched against us. I wouldn't be surprised if he was in the shadow at some point. That's awesome. He's legit. That's, that's insane. Really cool. I used to throw like 80 pitches and five farmers. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, in high I school. I one football and nine. I'm like, that's what's crazy just, in high school. It was like, you know, roll up to the field. Heck, I, I remember on the way to Lake Point for summer ball games, I'd stop at Bojangles. <laughs> Mountain Dew, chicken biscuit, throw seven innings like it was nothing. That's awesome. Now I have an hour and a half routine before I get on the mound just to be warm. It's awful. I hate oh, warming up. I hate stretching, and it's terrible. I, I, I'm man. talking that when I pitched the championship game, I had a heating pack on my shoulder and my arm in a hot tub an hour and 45 minutes before the game. And I remember sitting on my phone, I took a Snapchat. I was like, I never thought I'd be doing this. That's awesome. I That's how it was. Like, football, you go out there and play 100, yeah, yeah. 120 snaps. It's like, no problem. Like, I get tired, <laughs> but, like, I go out and play 50 here, here and like, I'm like, my God. Yeah, it's awful. Dude, man. high school, like, you go play both ways on Friday night, wake up Saturday morning, let's play some golf, come out Good. and play football. I play freshman JV varsity my freshman yeah, year. come football. on. Good. No problem. I don't know how I made it to school before 8 a.m. Every, every single not only day. Wait, eight to three thirty. Yeah, every <laughs> single day. day. I'm yeah. fighting for my life in a nine ten. That I, that's the only class I have during the day. Mm-hmm. I thought the same <laughs> for thing. fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. I thought the same thing. I had eight a.m. That's when like, that second class sure. comes into effect. I go to that class. I'm like, oh, I'm going home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that class in like three two months. So being Horvath's not watching that. Yeah. Oh, I was sitting the other day. I'm pretty good about. Being involved, and I'm just sitting there like this. It's tough, man. Once those minutes. eyes start getting heavy, and it's social aspects of sports, and there's, I'm not going to that class. I enjoy it. I'm nice. getting canceled. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> That's oh tough. God, I'm 100 in the class Talk right about, now. Were you were the, were you the guy with the story about the having the class that needed to get moved for the elevator? And oh yeah, yeah, please yeah. Tell yeah. Story. So please tell. Back me when story. I was injured, fucking turd. Peabody Hall on campus doesn't have an elevator. Class was on the third story. I'm like, I'm not going to this damn class. It's sweet. Like I'm about to get like good to go online, like mm-hmm. this, that and the other. Like I'm gonna be living life religion class. Couldn't stand it. So what do you do? Like first off you email the teacher? No, I just stopped going. And Ian called me, he's like, Tate, why have you not been going to class? I was like, I can't. 
He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, it's in a building without an elevator. He was like, hold on, that's a great excuse. I'm following that, yeah. He was like, okay. Well, I get an email. Your class has been changed to so-and-so hall. Of course it has. Show up as an elevator, my gosh. So how many people are in this class? (laughs) Forty. So all 40 people had to change their classroom. Oh, they went with you. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they're so, already mad about athlete stuff like that. You oh, yeah. know that, yeah. So I, so I go to this. Just wait. So I go to this class. A day, like the class before our first exam, I was like, I don't know a thing. I call you and I say, drop me. He's like, why? I was like, I'm not going to pass this test. I'm not going to waste my time on it. He said, okay, I'll drop you. Drop the class. The, like so two days after you got the class, class moved to a different building and then you dropped the class. Type back. Class that you feel uncomfortable in. Wow, let me find the let me find the group mate. Dude, my, my, my freshman Odyssey class, uncomfortable classes, my freshman Odyssey class was me and fourteen women and the the class title was Sexual Preferences and Education. Yeah, our so final, that's the our, class I had. Not really? the not the same exact class, but along those lines. Our final you. project, not a not a written essay, not a test, you had to create a sex toy. <laughs> create it? Bro, like create it. Huh? You told me about this. Wait, this is like a real class? We got it? Yes. (laughs) And we had to present it. I mean, I was single at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the culture. I can't find the land. But we had to get up there for our final project, present a sex toy that we had made. And it was like a PowerPoint on like what we were, like why we made it this way. And it was like. What'd you make? A vibrating condom. Um. ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
last season we had our like teacher day for football. My freshman year professor of ASL who hey, doesn't can't doesn't can't hear mm-hmm. just speaks ASL like that's how he communicates. That's why she's the teacher. He's the teacher. He, great guy, awesome guy. Walks up to me during practice, like we're like we're middle of practice, and I see him like behind me. And I'm like, how do I rec- how do I know this guy? And he looks at me and he he signs like, hey, how are you? And I'm like, oh my god, I don't remember anything. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, good to see you. I was like, dog, I was like, that's universal right there, though. <laughs> Dude, like, just, he I, got that. No, but I was like, I, I was so stuck. I was like, yeah. And then I walked away and I was like, hey, my God. That's how I am with Spanish. I took Spanish from my seventh grade year to my junior year of high school. Don't remember a single bit of it. Like, my first year of Spanish. The, that's everybody. Yeah. I was in like English, like, I mean, not English, Spanish, like, one. Like the borderline, like Spanish, like barely speak any. And our teacher was like, I was like, can I go use the bathroom? She was like, in Espanol, please, por favor. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I've been in this class in a, for a week. I don't remember that. And she was like, well, you better figure it out. Dude, the, the worst. It's Albano. Like, yeah, I know that now, but. Yeah. I, uh, I just got up and left. I've learned more <laughs> Spanish playing minor league baseball than I did in years of class. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Because you're just in the environment. I guess, yeah. I showed, so, uh, one more thing about the ASL class. So, first two semesters, obviously, first first year, first year semester was um, fall of 19, right before COVID. So, that one was, like, online because it was ASL 1. ASL 2 was uh, the next year, and it was um, because of COVID online, too. So, I took my first two classes online. ASL 3, I show up. To class, sit down, first person in class, everybody else sits down, and the dude just starts going to town. No words, and I'm just like, what am I doing here? <laughs> he gets to me, like, he starts, like, asking people questions. He gets to me, and he signs, like, what's your name? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I was, like, stuck. But those are the worst, because you show up, and it's like, they're not going to, like, in Spanish, they're not going to speak English. The right. professors. I would lose my mind if I had to sit there and listen to dead silence for that long. It's tough. For 50 minutes, was it, please tell me it was a 50 minute class. Yeah, no, it was 50 minutes, yeah. Yeah, I would lose my mind. Yeah, just yeah, once you learn it, it's like it's fun because it's like, get your brain going. Like, man, it's I, I probably wouldn't even try to learn it. Somebody's taking a picture of your signs. Perfect. We're famous. Hey, real talk, WRT. He doesn't care. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> you got the ball? You got to expand that. Mind doing us one big favor? Let's do it. We're going to do a giveaway oh, yeah. with a Georgia. Baseball wow. signed by Georgia's own Cole Wilcox. So if you wouldn't mind, it's gonna be embarrassing when this gets like no hits. We get we did a giveaway the other day on Baxter Street Boys, and nobody retweeted it. Really? Delete. Well, this one's gonna. Be we'll run it back. This one's right in the middle. Sweet spot. Where do you want? Sweet spot, because no one. Man, I saw somebody's sweet spot the other day at the game, and he raged. Really? I'm like, dude, you getting the whole team on this ball? Clearly, he was. Anything else on there? Or just the name. Number. Number. That varies. I'll do my Georgia number. Yeah, do Georgia. Thanks, Bob. Bang. No problem. All right, boys. Well, brother, show it to the camera. Appreciate you. Yeah, let's show the, the John Hancock to the boys. Let's go. How are we going to do this? Uh, you got to be subscribing to the YouTube channel. You have to be following yeah. on Spotify. You have to comment on the YouTube. Video. Okay, so you got you to gotta subscribe to YouTube. Comment to the YouTube and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Twitter. Cool. Beautiful.
Cool. Like, you're a beast. Thanks for being here. Yeah, I enjoyed it. That's fun. How long are you done? It's good to meet you. Good to meet you. Uh, I'm going home Sunday. I got, I'm building a house, so I'm trying to see that through right now. Oh, I didn't even. How's the fiance? She's doing good. What's what's when's the wedding? December tenth. Let's go. December tenth. You build the house for y'all. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I hope it's done by the wedding. That's awesome, dude. Hopefully. Heck yeah. There's been some hiccups every day. Yeah. Every day's a problem. I can only imagine. But Not only that, you're dealing with good. landlord problems in Florida. Man. Yeah, yeah, man, that's nuts. That's Adult nuts. stuff. I miss just being 10 years old and going to the beach. I know. Heck, I miss being in college, and now y'all, are, y'all got all this stuff to deal with. Oh, yeah. got NIL stuff to deal with. It's a blast, with. man. This this creates, like, something to be excited about outside of the... Yeah, no, this is fun. I'm talking about you got actual real-world stuff to deal with while you're in college now. Taxes. And yeah. W-9s. And y'all hire somebody for that? I mean, we have a kid on our team. Yeah. Doing there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Did you say that that's deal Stetson just signed? Uh, 937000 was it? I'm not telling you. We do Christmas, pre- like we do like a Christmas thing for the tight ends and everybody draws a name. I went up to Brock this year and I was like, listen, we ain't drawing names this year, buddy. You, you're paying for all of it. Like, get us something dope. He was like, all right, we'll do like a $100 cap. And then he was like, no, we'll do eight. No, four, 20, probably $15, probably $15 cap. And I was like, you dog. I was like, you got no money? Drop it on your Dude, boys. that's the most humble kid. Really? I, he gets, I, I awesome. go up to him, I'm like, hey, look, it's the best time in the nation. He gets so pissed he off. Gets, he gets so red. <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome, dude. He's such a good oh, kid. Well. Freaking stud. That's cool. Yeah. Well, brother. I'll stay in the Georgia Center tomorrow night. That's your night, too. Yeah. A little primary for dinner tomorrow, man. Get your own Hopefully it's better than last week's. Yeah. Roommates. That, the food we had in Missouri oh, last week? Yeah, so we Horrible. Oh, oh. Atrocious. Mm. I've heard that from every sport. We had a kid. We had a freshman. Ask Miss Collier, who's the best nutritionist in freaking America. She is. But everywhere, like, you know, you go to Vanderbilt, it's the food's going to be, it's the same food, it's the same uh, menu, but, I mean, it's a different kind of style, right? Everywhere is just a little different. Yeah. <laughs> One of the freshmen comes up to Miss mm-hmm. on Saturday, or Friday evening after our, our arrival meal, and he goes, Miss C, this, this food that you shipped here this week has been horrible. Like, what? You, you must have shipped it wrong. Yeah, you must have shipped it wrong. <laughs> shipped in the food. <laughs> no <laughs> way. Collier said she was like, what? What do you mean shipped? Uh, <laughs> she was like, the food uh, that you shipped. And she was like, oh, no, we don't we don't ship the food. <laughs> Freshmen are awesome, man. Dude, it's classic. There's always I will say that the primary was like rubber. And it was like, you know, there's like play oh. food sets that you get as a kid. Yeah. like that. Oh. We're like, we're, prime rib can be bad too if it's not. Oh, like it's good. horrible. Like, we're like, dude, we're going to Missouri. Like, it's, I mean, we're in the Midwest. Like, it's got to be, I mean, some good meat. What's funny is every sports team I've heard have had bad experience at Missouri. Jeff Guy, Squib, he told everybody Squibby. to dress up because they're going to go somewhere nice. And they went to some hole in the wall barbecue joint in Ties. <laughs> in Missouri. No way. <laughs> I wasn't there yet, but they tell the story all I the can time. See, I can see Squib walking in there and be like, well, shit, boys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just eat it. I just, just couldn't imagine eat. somebody like, down. yeah, I want to go to college in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, no. Squib. Uh, sorry to cut you off. I haven't. Hey, that brings back some funny memories. Oh, right? God. I wish we could tell Squib stories on here. Oh, absolutely. Love one ride. What's your favorite, what's your favorite Squib story? Baseball, baseball, staff. Give us your favorite. Jeff Gosh. Jeff being recorded? Yeah. Okay, let me think of one. If it's too, tell it if it's too bad, we can cut it. I'm not. This one is definitely too bad, but so I'll, I'll switch it. 
I want to tell my son to write down the stuff this guy said. This guy, so this guy is kind of like when he when he works with the baseball team, just kind of there. He was just there. <laughs> he was just there. Uh, like, yeah. like just a great baseball coach, but just kind of at the point of his career where he well, was, he was, was there. What? How old was he? Seventy. Yeah, just kind and of. He was just you know old dude, the, old school baseball, kind of vulgar. Um, oh, kind of I mean, vulgar as it gets. Yeah, like, I mean the white the white facial hair, just a good old boy. I mean, and he had a butt pad he sat on in the in the dugout because he. Like, like, and he would just sit in the same corner, and he just chirped the empire. But he was in charge. He was in charge of very, very few things. One of the few things he was in charge of was the replay, getting the replay set up for the game. And, and you know how strict it is during games. I mean, strict is uptight during games. And we went to replay one time, and he didn't have it set up. And we were at home, and strict lit him. Oh, and he's, hey, he like, I got in there, I got it done. And he's just trying to scramble, figuring out Strick was not having it. And he's running around trying to get it done. But it's like, Scoob, you had like three things you were responsible for. You couldn't get it done. God, dude, he's awesome. <laughs> he'd throw BP, though. He would throw BP. And he's, like I said, he's 70, probably. And he would come out in the dugout, and it was like he just pitched seven innings in the World Series, iced up, iced up, lat, shoulder, everything oh. after throwing BP. <laughs> This story makes me like remind me of Claw, except Claw, like our technology guy. I feel awful for him. Oh, like God. as soon as something goes wrong technology wise, where the hell is Claw? <laughs> <laughs> Coach Munkin threw a mic against the wall the other day. I was like, somebody please tell Coach Ruart that was Munkin because Claw's going to get in trouble for it. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have something like that around though. Like Claw's like sitting behind a desk in like our team meeting. And as soon as something goes wrong, he's just sprinting to it. I was here's, like, here's a good, here's a good story from. Uh, Squibby. So my freshman year, it's probably my freshman summer before I played summer ball year. Um, I think this was this was this would have been year last year. I was with Squib getting just all the gear I needed, like batting gloves, pants, all that kind of stuff. I'm like Squibby, I need, I need a glove, buddy. I don't I don't have a glove yet. You know, you know that mannequin that's always in the hallway. No. Way. no. <laughs> so he's like, oh here I got you, buddy. Gets oh, the glove no. off the mannequin, tosses the glove, and I was like, I was like. He's like, there you go. Absolutely, buddy. He walks away. And I was just no like, no freaking I was way. like, oh, man, they must not. They don't want me here. <laughs> oh, man. What a guy. He's working at some big time out of complex now. What's it called? Robert Tyler works there. He can't stay away from the game, man. He's. It, it's a really nice place. Really? Jack was telling me about it yesterday. He showed me pictures. I don't know what it's called, though. We need old Jack Gallon on yeah, I, I can get T-Lo for the next week. Um, no. Yes. I still have all my baseball gloves. Really? Uh, yeah, I got my A2000 and then glove that I used. That's awesome. I got Infield. an A2000. Third um, I've got a Pro Preferred. Yeah, Pro Preferred that I pitched with. And then I had an A2K that I played first base with. Nice. Nasty. And I have them all three sitting on my desk. T-Lo. telling me about some investing opportunities uh-huh. that are working out. We're in like a home group together with some couples. And so we had like our first dinner and hang out like two weeks ago. I couldn't touch my food for 30 minutes because I was crying laughing so hard. Character, man. It was Once un- he gets going, he gets going. And he loves it, dude. He eats it up. And he's such a great storyteller. Like, I don't know if it's true or not. Have to no, no, says. it's not. <laughs> but I it's can so guarantee funny. you it's not. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, man. Guarantee. We all, got, we all know somebody like that. Shout out for the preview for next week. Tony Lossie, who, who do we know like that? I said everybody knows somebody oh, like that. Oh, they said we know somebody like that. I was like. But uh, mine, I know a couple of people back home like that. But yeah, you hard. love them telling stories because they're hilarious, oh, but yeah. you know they're oh, not true. Right. <laughs> it's hard to describe Tony. He's a special one. 
He's failing. He'll be an entertainer for sure. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Get him going, man. Yeah. You get to have that edit button ready, though. <laughs> Gearheart today, he's like, Tony, because the soccer team and cheerleading team were in there. And Tony, you know, he's loud, dropping F-bombs. And Gearheart's like, Tony, just limit them. Like, limit the F-bombs. He's like, ah, oh, my bad, my bad. And exactly literally right. the next conversation, something comes up about somebody he didn't like. Oh, F him. And he's screaming it again. And Gearheart's like, Tony. I mean, 30 seconds ago. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't, you couldn't do it. Oh, man. Couldn't That's do hilarious. it. Well, brother, I appreciate you. Yeah. Go get them. Appreciate Thank y'all. Washed off. Nice little shower. Unbelievable, man. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, number one. I'm getting old.